Open up your Bibles to Matthew's Gospel, the sixth chapter. This is a real common prayer that Jesus uh, prayed or actually taught his disciples to pray. And uh, they had asked him, Lord, teach us how to pray. You know, John's disciples taught them, the Pharisees, you know, taught their people how to pray. Hey, wouldn't it be good to learn how to pray from Jesus? That'd be all right, you know. Hey, you're right there standing there. Hey, teach us how to pray. So he said, verse 9, In this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed or holy be your name. Then he starts, instead, you know, he lifts up God, you're mighty, you're big, and he is. Then he starts asking things. He said, your kingdom come. Well, we know that now Jesus said when the kingdom comes, it won't come without word observation. When somebody receives Jesus, it says then the kingdom will come in them. Then the next thing he said was, ask your will be done. But notice he didn't just say that. Because people say we want God's will done, but what kind of will does God want done? That's a big thing. Well, obviously, you say God's will. But notice, he gives you something to look at to measure whether it is God's will and is God's will being done. Notice this. Your will be done on earth. So he wants his will done here while we're here. But notice this phrase, as it is in heaven. As it is in heaven. What is in heaven? As his will is carried out in heaven, he wants his will carried out in the earth. And he said, teach us to pray. Or they did, asked, and then he said, this is one of the main things. The kingdom come, you get Christ and his life inside of your spirit. Then the very next thing he said was, very next. Your will, you pray, God, your will be done here in this world like, like, like over in that other realm in heaven. Not just all together in the spirit realm, but over in heaven itself. Why? Because in the spirit realm, we know there's angels, we know there's demons, we know different things are occurring. But in heaven, you have to ask yourself, what is his will there? That's a good question. What is his will there in heaven? You, I don't think you have to have a ton of Bible knowledge to know or at least have some kind of idea what his will is like in heaven. How is it done in heaven? And how do you know what's going on there? Those are good questions. Because if we're supposed to pray that his will be done, you could pray and stuff could happen in your life, and someone else could see something happening, and both of them could say, this is God's will. How many times have people said that? I mean, we watch it on TV, a catastrophe comes, and they say, that's the will of God. Yeah, that's how it is in heaven. You wait till you get there, and you get your new mansion, and a tornado rips it down. The Lord's will be done. Right? You get there, and there's a big mudslide. That golden hill just slides down and crushes your kids there. 
The will of the Lord be done. Right? You get sick and get all messed up there, right? You're full of depression. Does anybody ever think that about heaven? I mean, if you shake your head yes, just don't do it so others can see you. Right? So, is good there or bad there? I mean, that seems self-evident. Is good there? Is Jesus ruling or is Satan ruling there? Is eternal life ruling there or is spiritual death ruling there? You have to ask these questions. So, if Jesus taught them to pray and said, your will be done on earth as in heaven, then that means it may not be done on earth. But it is being done there. Right? Your will be done on earth as in heaven. So it is being done there. So if we can look and see what it's like over there, then we can know what he wants here but just the fact that he said, pray, do something about getting it done here, means that it may not always be getting done here. You with me? May not always be getting done here. But just the fact that he said, pray, that that unseen world over there that we somehow need to know about, that what happens there can be done here or should be done here, tells us there is a way. There is a way, but is it guaranteed? I would think if it was guaranteed that it automatically happened, Jesus would not have said pray. Because he would have just said, don't even worry about asking about that. It'll just happen regardless of what goes on. It'll just happen. Just in observation of those scriptures, it tells you a lot. It tells you God wants something a certain way. Doesn't it? And then it, he gives you a guide or a blueprint of where you can look, or if you could see over there, what it looks like. He's given you a blueprint of what he wants here, but then the statement that he said you ask tells us that there is a human factor here on the earth that has to do with God's will coming to pass or not. You with me? And so that means you and I or your neighbor are responsible for heaven the way it is in heaven coming to pass here. I know this, whether heaven's way is lived out here if you have eternal life and you've received the Lord, you'll go there when you die and you'll experience it. But there are no qualifications once you get there and get in, so to speak. In other words, you've received Christ. But the fact of the matter is, what if he wants it a different way here while you live? And he wants heaven on earth. Well, we already know we see a lot of hell on earth. Right? I mean, you see bombs, and the Bible tells us there won't be any more plagues, no more wars, no more of this in heaven. So that's here on earth, but does God want that? 
No, but we know that Israel will be attacked at some point. But he still said, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. There's another thought to that, but I won't touch on that right now. Meaning this, how many of us are praying for their peace? And then if we're not and we see war, then who had the role to make heaven's will come to pass here? Me. You. Right? So if I don't pray, Lord, have this stuff come to pass in my life, or whatever the steps are to make it come to pass, then I could miss out on heaven on earth, even though I'd have heaven in heaven. But how many of you know, having heaven in heaven is different than having heaven on earth? Because when you're there, we said this before. We said this last week. He said, once somebody receives the Lord, you know, they're alive in the spirit and now then they're in the spirit and he said therefore walk in the spirit one thing about the believer is when a person receives the lord they're in the spirit alive they're in that realm it'd be like telling somebody in the parking lot walk in this room they can't until they get here once they're here then they can walk here and we are alive and in the spirit now so now we just need to learn how to walk there. And Jesus said he wanted stuff from that other realm to come to pass in your life. And he said, by saying, you pray, there's a human factor to it. Turn to 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter. <clears throat> we read this verse last week. We're going to look at it again, maybe a little bit different. But 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter... And this is a real, uh, to me, interesting verse. Because this is going to help us to connect to the other world, to be able to walk in the Spirit, and uh, not just walk according to the natural world. Where we're afraid of everything, where, where circumstances rule us, and there's no heaven on earth, just hell. There is a different way to do it. Notice this in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 7. It says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith, not by sight. In other words, if I only walk by faith, I'm totally walking in the natural. So this means that this walking by faith is walking in a way that you don't physically see. Because notice, he said, these are contrary. We walk by faith and not by sight. But he's not just talking here about your physical sight. He's talking really about your physical senses. We walk by faith and not just our feelings. We walk by faith and not just the things we hear. We walk by faith and not just the things we see. That's really how we are to live. But how can I leave walking by sight and start walking by faith? Because walking by faith is definitely done in this seen realm, but you're really walking according to other rules. In other words, 
you actually start looking at the things that are not seen and how things work in the unseen because they do work. People, people even know in the world, they'll say stuff like, what comes around goes around. You know, they'll say things like that. But, you know, the Bible said this, whatever you sow, you reap. In other words, our actions can be like seeds. That when I do certain things, they have an effect of planting but you don't see it. But then it comes back in your life here. We know these things to be true. The Bible tells you you can plant the word of God in your heart. The Bible said you can move mountains with your words. You're, you can have an effect on the unseen, but the only way to do it properly is to walk by faith and not by sight. For a believer to live successfully here on the earth, and this is important, they have to learn to walk by faith which is not walking by sight or feelings. Because I know this, you can come to weird, wrong conclusions, even in the Christian sense, and you hear them all the time. We start praising God, and we're, we're singing to the Lord, and then all of a sudden people go, "Woo, the Lord's here. The Lord showed up this morning. You sense Him? He showed up. He showed up. Like He wasn't here either, and He rolled in. He was a little later than some of you, but he came. And then they'll say stuff like this. He showed up and he showed off. God's not a show-off. If he was, he could have showed off a long time ago. But, he but that rhymes, so hey, we might as well say it, because rhymes are important. But, you know, he showed up this morning. No, he was here the whole time. He was in the believer the whole time, but we started doing faith actions, which one thing that is a faith action, action is believing something in your heart and declaring it with your mouth. So there were people here who sang some songs, Jesus, you're risen, Jesus, you're great, Jesus, you're merciful, and what did he do? He started confirming the word the Bible said. He was here the whole time, but he just started confirming and working with, and he manifests himself. But he was here because he said he would never leave us as a believer, and he would dwell in you. But it takes actions of faith to have certain things work. And what happened was that unseen realm started becoming a reality, but if to us, in a manifest way, you get what I'm saying? It was there the whole time. I mean, whether you believe in heaven or hell, you just die, you'll find out. It's there. And so he gave us this book, and he said, we need to walk by faith and not by sight. But how many people come to twisted conclusions because they're here, they start sensing God, and then they go, whoa, the Lord has come today. We invite you to come, Holy Spirit. Serious. You're not walking by faith if you're a believer and you ask that. Totally not. You're totally walking by sight. Why? Because the Word said, 
uh, you are now my temple, I'll live in you, and I'll never leave you. So for me to say come is to say you're not here. Like if I call you on the phone and say, hey, you know, they're right here, and I say, hey, you guys, come to church. They'll be like, we're here. They would have to be out there to come here, wouldn't they? So for me to say come, Holy Spirit, is to say he's not here. But if all of a sudden I'm sensing them, I'm like, "Woo, the Holy Spirit's here this morning. No, those are all things that can confuse people in their faith walk. You know, Lord, I got to go do this job interview. I just ask that you'd be with me. Yeah, because he may not be with you. He might be out fishing. <laughs> he might have been busy. And if you didn't ask, he might not have been there. Just be with us. You know, this is a big thing we're about to go through. So if you just be with us, how do you know he's with you or not? How are you going to know? Well, I'm sensing. I got some goosebumps when I prayed that. I know. Well, that's not walking by faith. That's walking by sight. So I can be confident based on what he said in his word. He's here. And all I have to do is start participating with things. And I'll notice he manifests. You with me? So we as believers have to learn to walk by faith and not by sight. If we're going to succeed properly, or we'll be on a roller coaster. Where are you, Lord? And you're looking out there for him, and he's like, I'm in you. But then all of a sudden we start worshiping, we sense him working in us and stuff. And then we're like, he's here, he's here, he's here. He was here, he was here, he was here. But... What happens is we're not altogether basing stuff on truth, so we're not walking by faith. We're walking more by an experience. Our experience is good. Everybody said amen. But there is a way when I'm not experiencing something to walk. You with me? And whether I'm experiencing or not, I'm called to walk this way. So to walk correctly in the Spirit then we're going to need proper knowledge. Huge. Correct knowledge to, for me to walk in the Spirit, to walk in faith, I'm going to have to have proper knowledge. Here's the thing. Lies, then, are the enemy of walking properly in this realm and having heaven on earth. Lies are subtle lies, different things that would rob you, make you feel insecure, about your faith and insecure about the way God looks at you and so on and so forth. And so lies are an enemy, but the truth is actually the roadmap of how to operate by faith and not by sight. Now, here is something I'm going to say, and then we're going to read a different verse. Faith is being confident. So faith is faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. Faith is being confident of things we do not see. Faith is being confident about what you and I do not see. Now, to walk properly in the Spirit, that faith has to be based on correct knowledge. Or we can come to some wacky conclusions. That if you blow yourself up, you're going to get so many uh, palm trees and dates and figs and all these girls are going to be waiting you. You know, there's some people that believe that kind of stuff. 
But what does the word say? Because otherwise you're going to come to some weird conclusions and you're going to try and walk properly by faith and not by sight, which is there's stuff in the unseen realm. And you ever been in the dark and walked into a wall, hit a coffee table and wonder why in the world? I ah. And you're like, that coffee table, you turn on the light there, that thing is. It was there all the time, but until you had knowledge, you hurt yourself. And we need proper knowledge so we can properly walk in that realm correctly. So turn to Hebrews 11.1. 1. And this stuff is just setting up really where we're going in this series, that there are two worlds. And to really walk there correctly, you have to walk by faith. You have to live by faith. And so that is different than living by how you feel. That is different than living by experience. Now, I'm for feelings. I'm for experience. But you have to have that second. You have to rethink, change your thinking, and realize this is how we walk. We walk by faith and not by sight. So in other words... God tells us if you're going to live in this world, if you want to live the right way, you can't only live by what you see. And isn't that what the world is challenging people on? Can you see it? Can you feel it? Can you experience it? Can you touch it? And God's saying you're going to have to live by faith. But faith, you know, a lot of people claim faith. I have faith. But we're going to look at all that. Notice this in Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says, Now faith, and this is what we're to walk by, we're to walk by faith and not by sight, is the substance, it is the literally the realization, faith is, you could say it like this, having faith is having a realization of things hoped for or expected. I was expecting you to come this morning. That means you weren't here when I was expecting that because I would not say, I'm expecting you to come to her because she's here. Hope is something we don't see that we expect to happen or come to pass. So faith is expecting things you don't see. Notice it goes on, faith is the evidence or the proof of things not seen. Now, I'm going to read this in the Amplified because it will help us. So if we're to walk by faith, it's not just, I have faith. Do you have faith? This faith is very confident, very sure about things, and things what? That are not presently seen. But they are real. Heaven is real. God is real. Just Jesus saying, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, knows that there are some real things happening in heaven right now that God wants to come to pass here. So if we can know what's going on there, then we're at least understanding what is right and what is wrong. What is heaven on earth look like or what is heaven on earth not look like? You get what I'm saying? And so here in Hebrews 11.1 1 in the Amplified, it says, Now faith is the assurance, the title deed, the confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed. So that tells me something. There are things that are divinely guaranteed. 
There is a will we know. There are promises. There are things that Christ already paid for that we don't see here, but they are on the other side, promised for you to live out and have here. One big one that we know is called salvation or the born-again experience where somebody receives Jesus. There is eternal life that's already paid for for them. It's, it's in the Spirit. They just need to receive it with their heart, and then their human spirit will be made alive. Christ will come and live in them by His Spirit. Then that spiritual reality that's already bought and paid for comes into them, and it becomes real. They get connected with the God of heaven. And so we understand there are things that have been guaranteed. There is an inheritance over there that belongs to us here, not just there. And he said, it is the evidence, or faith is the evidence of things not seen. The conviction of their reality. So faith brings a conviction of reality. But it's not reality that is seen. So there has to be more than one reality. We do know that there have been realities to human existence that we have not seen until our technology got better. Right? We, we didn't know there were germs 200 years or 300 maybe. I don't know. Whenever it was, we got microscopes. Maybe it was further back. We didn't know. But they were there all the time. But once we got something that helped us to recognize... Even our natural went further. But here's the thing. There, and we, we're convinced. There are atoms. They make these things up. You can split an atom. You can do this. But here's, here's the other side. You can't use a microscope to see in the spirit. But God inspired a book so you could read and see how it is in the spirit. And so he said that, that faith is the evidence of things not seen, it is the conviction of their reality. Faith, this is what we're to walk by, comprehends as fact, this is the Amplified Bible, as fact, what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. It knows facts that can't even be comprehended and laid hold of at first by the physical senses. Isn't that interesting? So, so I can be convinced, convicted, have full understanding of things I don't even see and know their reality. And they're not even seen. So they, where are they? You know, somebody starts looking under their seat. They're not still going to be seen with your physical eyes in that way. But they're there. They exist. God exists. Angels exist. Demons exist. This is why there is such a world hunger over all the earth for spiritual matters and to know God. Religion is man's attempt at bridging that gap to the unseen realm. It's in the heart of all humans. Whether they're atheists or not, they're just wanting physical evidence. And God said, I'm not going to give you that. You're going to have to approach me on my terms, which is by faith. And you can have a real reality. You can have this reality. It is a reality. Then you'll go to that reality called heaven. But the fact of the matter is, if you don't receive this one called Jesus, 
then you're not going to go there. There is a place reserved for those who reject. But what I'm getting at here is you can realize the reality of it now, today. This reality of things not seen can grow. That is called faith. So we have to ask then, is what everybody says is faith, is that really faith? No. People, I got faith. I got faith. I got faith. Well, do you have realization of things not seen? And then, do you have true faith of real realizations of certain things that are out there? You get what I'm saying? In other words, do you know correctly what's out there? Because it's in everybody's heart and in, in everybody's spirit that there is something out there. I, I met people over the years that... Uh, the guy who ran Griffith Park Observatory in California, the big telescopes and stuff, that, that observatory that's in lots of movies and stuff like that. And uh, he lived actually in the neighborhood I lived in, and I would walk up and down this one street. It was like an access road because the mountains went up there in Southern California. So I'd walk down and walk up, and it was just a cool place to walk. And one day he had some telescopes out. I mean, they were not that little one I had when I was a kid, you know that you buried in the backyard, and it was okay. These were, like, expensive. So I started talking to him, and I talked to him, and uh, they were redoing Griffith Park Observatory, and he brought these ones home. He said, well, I'm setting them up because we're going to close some of the big, big telescopes and let people use these. So he was tracking stuff right then. So I started talking, and I didn't tell him I was Christian, and I, we just we got into this conversation, and he said, you know, those Christians, they all think the earth is this and whatever, and you know, all this God stuff. And he just started going on acting totally like an atheist. He said, I'll be honest with you, because I didn't tell him, I'm one of them. I just said, okay, you know, cool, I get it. You know, the, he said, yeah, they're trying to push this and all this. I said, I get it. I wouldn't want stuff pushed on me. But I was acting like, I don't know who you are. I don't know what this is all about. Let's just, let's talk. And he just went on. He said, I'll just be honest with you. He said, I'd never acknowledge it to them. He said, but there is nobody in their right mind who can't believe that this just happened up there. There had to be an orchestration. There had to be. He didn't say God. He didn't say Jesus. He said, some supreme being is out there. He said, that is a fact. He's, and he's a head guy. He's Mr. Big Shot. But he said, but I wouldn't tell those Christians that. He told me that, and I didn't raise my hand at that point and say, well, I'm one, but I just started working that way. You with me? He had enough sense to know. It's in people is what I'm getting at. So faith is this realization. How can I know properly what's out there? Turn to Romans, the 10th chapter. Romans, the 10th chapter if I need faith, I need proper realization of things not seen, then how do I get this faith? Do I get it by praying? Do I get it because, you know, somebody sprinkled some dust on me or just, I got it, you don't? Too bad. Sorry, folks. Don't worry, I'll pray for this half of the room. These two sections over here, I'm going to pray that you guys get faith. And I'm going to pray that you guys don't. Is that going to help? No. No. 
if I or you have a part in getting heaven on earth, then you have a part in getting faith for yourself. Can you rely on other people to get faith for you, proper faith? Not necessarily. As a matter of fact, this is a great place to come and build your faith and get faith, but you should prove what you're hearing because the way to get faith is right out of this book, and it's the only way. Notice this in Romans 10. It tells us how to get faith. Romans 10, so if I'm to walk by faith and have realizations of things not seen, realization of an inheritance that belongs to me, a realization about various things, notice verse 17. So then, faith comes by hearing... So you could say it like this, if faith is the realization and the confidence of things not seen, you could say this, so then realization and confidence of things not seen come by hearing when you hear God's word. So I can have a realization and a confidence and a proper confidence and realization of things not experienced by the senses when I hear the word. The key is then, will I accept the word? Because faith only comes to the person who believes what is being said. It's the truth. You have to accept his word when you hear it. If you sit there and say, well, I don't believe that, then you won't get faith. Because all you have to do is back up to the 16th verse, and he said, they haven't all believed my report, so then faith comes when you hear. The only way you get faith, because here's the thing, a lot of people get a lot of scriptures dumped on themselves. They're like, I'm going to read this and 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 read this, and then I'm just going to have a ton of faith, and all they got is like a stack of leaves on them in, in their, that they're laying in in their yard. How come Jesus didn't make statements like that? And he constantly would confront people and say, do you believe? Do you believe? And after they believed, he said, be it unto you according to your faith, because what you believe is your faith. And so he gives us the word, and then you have to believe it. That is your faith. Then you have to act your faith. Then you have to act your faith. Because so many times people have thought if they just heard and heard and heard, they'd get faith. And we've heard more than anybody who's ever followed Jesus. If you've been saved for five years, he was only in ministry for three years. And some people have heard some scriptures thousands of times. And some people that followed him heard something, heard something one time, believed it, and got a result like that. Because they recognize there's a human factor. People have to believe something that they hear and have to accept it. And if you don't accept it, you won't have faith. Whether you hear it 10,000 times. But here's the thing. Then that means I could hear it 10,000 times and just be arguing with it. Or I can hear it one time and believe it. And I got faith. Here we go. I'm going to start acting. You with me? How many times did Jesus ever encourage people to go back and here and here and here and here and here. Matter of fact, when Peter sunk, he said, where is your faith? And then he rebuked him and wanted him to change right there. He didn't say, Go, you should have gone back and listened to that sermon series I did. 
back there. He just got done teaching on faith and, and how, how to get the word in you and how to not let distractions rob you of faith. And then Peter starts walking on the water. Then he sinks and he rebukes him right there because he, he knew he could change his attitude toward what he said right then. He could have said, uh, I don't need your hand. I repent. It works. And just start walking right back out of the water. That would have been a good story. So faith comes when you hear. Notice this. If you believe what you hear, you then have faith. Do you accept what you hear? To accept it means you get faith. Right? Faith. Let me read this again because some of you are looking at me like you just fell out of the back of a truck. 1017 and rolled through the dirt. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So what comes by? Now, remember, we walk by faith, not by sight. So what you're getting is not sight. What you're getting is a realization of what is not seen. But then acting on that realization will bring the unseen to the seen. Did you catch that? In other words, when you hear the truth and you accept the truth that Jesus is Lord, you didn't see him. You got a realization. You had what's called faith. When you said, Jesus, I believe this. Now I confess you as my Lord. Then that unseen reality became a reality in you. You got full of new life. You know, that same thing works. I was going to say that same trick works again and again and again. But that same thing works again and again. And so... Here's the thing. The basis for correct understanding of the unseen is walking by faith that's based out of the truth of God's word. No wonder the enemy will toss and throw smoke screens up and tell people and tell young people, well, the word of God is just an old book. That's yeah, just outdated. Exactly. You know how the unseen realm changes all the time. You know, the Bible said, I am the Lord. I change all the time. You never know how I'm going to be. I could be ticked off today, could be happy tomorrow. No, the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible said, I am the Lord, I change not. His realm does not change. And so this book is steadfast. He's big enough to protect it. You with me? And so people live in a world where there's a lot of voices against this book. Why is it okay to have Muslims do stuff and Hindus do stuff, but a Christian does it and people freak out? Because the promotion of lies by the dude who promotes them, the devil, he's going to push. Because if he can get people twisted in this area, he can get them twisted from having heaven on earth. And it's God's will for people to have heaven on earth and walk in authority and walk in his way. Here's another thing that will help us to know. Not just the unseen, but knowing this faith helps us to understand the current state of humans without Christ and humans with Christ. Because those are unseen. Either you're alive in Christ or you're dead in your trespasses. But how can I properly know? Well, inwardly people do know that are lost. Man, there's something I need. I'm just not, I don't got it. I don't have it. You with me? And so we'll pick this subject up next week. We'll go further. There's some stuff I'm looking forward to sharing. But we're just laying a foundation because there's some unseen stuff and there are ways to connect and see this stuff 
clear so we can walk out things, so we can get angels working on our behalf, so we can get God doing things on our behalf, and, and, and on and on. You with me? And drive off demons and stop things in the unseen realm. Because if he wants heaven on earth, then guess what? You should believe that, accept that fact, then your faith is there, then start acting like it. Guess what he wants? So that's what I'm going to have.